the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. It is a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. And I tell you what, over this weekend, think about it. Because Monday at 445, we're going to announce who wins the family four-pack. Four tickets to go on to the brand new NCG Cinemas opening up this weekend over there at the Alton Square Mall. Here's the deal. You go to smash at wbgzradio.com. You email me, smash at wbgzradio.com. And Here's the way we're going to do it. Since the main show over there is Godzilla versus Kong, then imagine, because Japanese myth says that Godzilla is of a feminine nature, meaning that Godzilla ain't necessarily a male monster. That's what they're saying in myth. With that in mind, here's how you win a family four-pack. if Godzilla and King Kong had themselves a baby because they got married, monster style. Imagine what that baby would look like, what that baby would be named. Let us know what you see as the name of the baby and describe the baby. What does the baby eat? What does the baby uh, drink? Uh, Does the baby take after its mother or its father? Does he have his father's eyes? Does he have Godzilla's fire breath? You know, you got it. Write that up. You got 107, 107.1 FM, WBGZ, 107 words or less to write it down. All right? That's old school all the way. I'm sorry, you computer guys, you're going to have to write something. All right? But at least you get to send it over the internet at smash at WBGZradio.com. I tell you what, I love that song, and I love this girl right here. Super Soul Sister, Sister T. How you doing, young What's lady? That? I'm always glad to hear from you. I got a couple of tough situations here, and we'll see how you want to deal with it, all right? You ready to go? Okay. Okay. Yes, by, sir. By, by the way, 
I won't say it yet. I'll wait. Okay. So, no, no, because it's going to be controversial. Could be controversial, and uh, we'll see. All right? Okay. Because that's the beauty of Experience Black. That's the title of this, yes. this feature that we do here, Experience Black. That's right. And that is Super Soul <laughs> Sister, Smart Sister T, and Ice are Smashing. I play the, uh, the part of the crazy white guy. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, T, I'm going to play. It goes two minutes. I'm going to play the news clip out of New York City, all right? And mm-hmm. then I'm going to ask you about how your angle on this is. Listen, please. He is a convicted murderer okay. who was out on parole. CBS 2's Ali Bauman live in Hell's Kitchen with an update on that and also some new video tonight. We're told the victim is home from the hospital and recovering from injuries to her head and pelvis. The suspect is charged with second-degree assault at a, as a hate crime and facing up to 25 years in prison. Now, employees of this building have been accused of callously ignoring the victim. And tonight, new video shows what happens in the minutes after they close the door on her. Police believe 38-year-old Brandon Elliott is the man seen kicking and stomping on a 65-year-old woman Monday on West 43rd Street. The victim was walking to church. Police say Elliott told her she, quote, didn't belong here. This brave woman belongs here. Asian American New Yorkers belong here. There is also outrage over the building staff who closed the front door instead of helping the victim outside. Tonight, CBS2 obtained extended surveillance video which shows the staff watching through the closed door for nearly a full minute before going out. Their union claims they then flagged down a nearby officer. It's inexcusable that this was happening and doors were shut. I mean, it's completely inexcusable. This attack is one of at least 30 reported anti-Asian hate crimes citywide so far this year. Several of the suspects are homeless men. Police arrested Elliot near the Midtown homeless shelter where he was living. I feel really relieved, but at the same time, it's just disheartening. Authorities say Elliot was convicted of killing his own mother in 2002. He was released on lifetime parole in 2019 after serving 17 years in prison. I don't understand. Why, why we are releasing or pushing people out of prison, not to give them second chances, but to, to put them into homeless facilities and expect good outcomes out of that. Over 50% of the people released on parole who are coming to New York City end up in New York City shelter systems. Stanley Richards is from the Fortune Society, a nonprofit working with the formerly incarcerated. There's a bigger issue at hand, and that is how many people are coming home and going in the shelter and going and staying in survival mode and then on the streets without resources. Those building employees have been suspended pending an investigation. We're live in Hell's Kitchen. Allie Bauman, CBS 2 News. Now, T, all over the country, they're playing mm-hmm. on this uh, black on Asian crime and uh, black guys are beating up uh, Asian women, Asian men, and most of them are of an age that leaves them at least defenseless, if not helpless. And so this dude, to me, it don't matter what, black, white, whatever his, his color was there, the dude was doing murder time in the in the prison system for killing his own mother, and they let him out after 17 years, you know? That's pretty whacked out mm-hmm. system we got going, don't you think? Oh, it's so much. We won't even go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, our, our system, well, it don't make sense. But, uh, you know... The portrayal here, the, por- the portrayal here you- is black crime on these helpless Asian folks. Right, and, and that's what I was saying. That was the narrative they were playing before 
crazy man went into those salons and uh, shot those women. That was the narrative at first was all, look at this. Yep. Uh, black people, well, you know, black men are the face of crime in this country anyway, no matter what other folks do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you don't even hear about that dude that shot all those Asian ladies. And, you know, I don't condone any kind of violence. Anything like that is crazy. Yep. But all I want people to do is look at the overall, the big picture. Okay, Asians have killed us. I told you about, you know, Latasha, I forget her last name, yep. that was shot in the head over right. some orange juice. You know, it's, yeah. if we want to go tit for tat, uh, I'm sure we could, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the back and forth. But uh, what people need to see is there's an agenda here. And um, I just find it kind of funny that there's an executive order for Asians protection. And then all of a sudden now we're hearing about all this Asian um, attacks and everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just not jiving. Well, attacks on it. anyone is, is wrong. White on black, black sure. on white, Asian on whoever. You know, it's just it's just all wrong. But you're not going to hear about it. <clears throat> that, I mean, that's... stuff like this happens all the time, every day, with everybody. Well, see, I'm that's... I'm just saying, that's what, since just... that crazy man... I know. Wait, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying this dude, for example, has shot up Boulder, Colorado. Um, this dude, right. uh, yeah, if I'm thinking the right place, this dude was a uh, Syrian. All right. But you don't never hear about mm-hmm. him. They talked about it for a couple of days and boom, that's gone. You so Right. And that's what, well, you know, any Middle Eastern is, person is still considered white uh, by definition when you look it up. Really? So obviously it's something else. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's something else going on for them to squash it. All I'm saying, people think critically and wonder, why is it that that happens, but you're going to blow all this out, you know, with this guy, you know, um, like it's just, and don't get me wrong, that's horrible, but you know that one Asian lady a couple weeks ago beat the hell out of this white dude that (laughs) (laughs) she took her cane and wore him out. So, (laughs) you know, uh, don't get me wrong, all of it is wrong, but I always trying to analyze and get what's the underlying thing. Why is it you're not hearing about him? Why is it you're not hearing about uh, Long, Robert Long, that killed all the people? All of a sudden, radio silent. And so I just got to, you know, wonder what is really going on. Mm -hmm. But it's wrong. It don't matter what color you are. It's wrong to attack some lady like that. And she's helpless. But don't use those incidents to further an agenda. That's all I'm saying. Because if we really heard about all the stuff that really goes on, you wouldn't have time for no other news. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Every day, all day. And don't you think the agenda is the push on racism to keep us divided? Yes, sir. I know. And the thing about it is, can we ever, ever, maybe not in our lifetime, but can we ever come together or will color... And the association of your skin, your pigment, have, mm-hmm. a, have a definition to you that maybe is totally incorrect. And thus, the tactic to keep everybody separate and segregated and racially racially apart is going to go on for, shoot, I don't know how long. For as what, long centuries? as there's white supremacy in the world. Yeah, but what is, what is, what is white? To change. Yeah, but here, here's the deal mm-hmm. uh, on the white supremacy. On the white supremacy, mm-hmm. you can call anything white supremacy because it happened to be a white guy. So all of a sudden, uh, he, you know, he, he may be some mentaloid and he's out there killing people and everything. 
and they right. called it white supremacy because he felt supreme and everything because they had uh, himself a gun know, and all that. that that's, that's When I use the term, I'm looking at a system yeah. that is in place. It's uh -huh. not just individual random acts by white people, you know, because if that's the case, we could uh, racially profile 21-year-old white boys, all of them is mass murderers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me, let they're me, the only ones doing it. Well, let me let me ask <laughs> the this then. Part. All right. Uh -huh. So, uh, if you if you're talking like that, then how about the situation? Oh, it left me. Dang, gone. Smash senior moment, baby. Uh, it left. I'll come back to. I'll come back to it. Oh, I had a good uh -huh. one for you, T. It went away. Hey, but you know what? I gashed my leg earlier today, so I got this big hole in the side of my leg. Is just gashed. Bleeding and everything. What? So, I, uh, you know how you get out of your car and you shut the door behind you. For some odd, yeah. for some odd reason, I I shut the door, slammed the door, and I left my leg in the uh, angle of the door, and so the door just oh. gashed my leg. Very oh very unfortunate. Goodness. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we getting up. We can't help it. All right. Still here. All right. Yeah, <laughs> glad to be alive. Oh, I had a good one for. You. All right. Here's uh, uh, another thing here, all right? Because you're talking about mm -hmm. white supremacists. And I'm thinking to myself, man, there's white folks out there who are not white supremacists. They're, they're, right. Oh, here, I got it. I got a T. I got a T. All right? Okay. So serious business, all right? Sometimes white folks look at when black folks talk about, I am a queen, I am a king, and they say, well, that is black supremacist, is it not? How do you respond to that? Oh, no, no, no. Like I said, since we throw in just a word and a phrase around, uh -huh. you can back up white supremacy on everything that has happened in this country from the moment we were uh, founded as a so-called country, from the moment uh, slavery started all the way up to now. You know, Jim Crow laws, uh, there are laws on the books. There are things in place that keep, uh, us, that group supreme. So, yeah, there are not a lot of, I'm not saying every white person consciously wakes up and says, okay, who am I going, what black person or what Asian or what Puerto Rican am I going to mess with mm -hmm. today? No, mm -hmm. it's the system in which you live, just like what we were just saying with the news media. Okay, they promote what they want to. Yeah. They don't treat every story equally. That's right. That's you know, right. Uh, George Floyd, it's like George Floyd is on, trial rather than the person that killed them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know yeah. any time a black person is on TV, they're doing the perp walk, they're going to talk about, you know, crime, crime, crime. But then just like that Robert Long or whatever, what do we get? We talk to his fifth grade teacher and, oh, he was such a sweet little boy. And right. blah, 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 you know, you I get know. this whole narrative so he can, you can feel sorry for him. Yeah. So the difference is with a black, I could call myself a queen, I can call a black man a king. Where is it uh, written that we've done anything to white people, and especially in a systematic way? I'm not talking about taking a purse or beating somebody upside the head. I'm talking about can I deny you where you want to live? Mm -hmm. Can I deny you health care? Can I deny you education? Uh, can I deny your right to vote? Can, I mean, it's a whole system behind white supremacy. Everybody gets in their head about little individual person-to-person -person stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an entire system and how it's set up. All right, so what do you say to to this? And talking with smart sister T right here, experienced black 
is what the feature is called here on Smash Daily. What do you say to the folks who who ask the question? Mm-hmm. Why is there a an angle on racism, white people to people of color, but it's not people of color on white people? Because I'll never forget in my growing up, and especially in the civil rights era, I, I understood. Mm-hmm. I, I saw. Black folks getting jacked around. I saw white folks getting jacked around by black folks too, and yet at the same mm-hmm. at, at the same time, it's kind of like we we can't get out of that. We won't get out of that. And I guess uh, that's uh, just a generational pull. But uh, black folks have decided to step up and stand out and say, "Hey, we're not letting this ha- happen anymore." And we see the the turnaround in society on this whole deal. So. I don't know. We can go right. on this back well, and like forth I was all the time. Saying, anything yeah. that black people did to white people was totally on a personal level. Mm. All right. There's all right. nothing in the civil rights movement that could deny you anything. Yeah. Right so on. it's not going to change until people yeah. are ready uh, to give up power, which we know power concedes nothing without, you know, a struggle or whatever. Right so on. it's not going to change until, and, and I just believe in, in separating in a lot of ways because. In all this time, all this education, all this everything, it's like we still where we were 300 years ago mm-hmm. in terms of how mm-hmm. people are treated. What do you say to? Yeah, what like, do you say you know, to? The, the, you're talking. Let's let's talk reparations just real quick. Uh, so black folks mm-hmm. are talking about getting reparations and all that. Uh, what do you say to white folks? Say you know what? I wasn't around in uh, 1865. My parents had mm-hmm. nothing to do with that uh, that kind of stuff. Why should I? be included in a group that really doesn't even exist anymore. And I'm talking about the civil war mentality type of people of the, of the South. Well, you got to look at you get you uh gain from it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's like business when you get a return on investment. Yeah. Let's look at it like that. All right. In the sense that where would America be if they hadn't gotten 400 years of free labor? Mm. Okay. I understand so why that thought. Yeah. Take back all that. Take back everything we invented. Every, every, everything, and then see what you got left. Mm-hmm. All right, but okay, you still benefited, so uh, you got to pay. All right, Go but whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, kid. There's an argument. Oh, well, wait a minute. How about all the white folks who died in the Civil War to quote unquote free free the the, the slaves? They didn't free the slave. That wasn't. That was not what the Civil War was about. It was about the North against the South, where the North was more uh, business-minded and, you know, keeping the things, yeah. and then they wanted to keep their businesses, and they wanted uh, to uh, get what they had coming from their crops and everything. But little do you know, white slave owners were paid reparations. Mm, see, I didn't know. After the war. Uh-huh. They were paid. Yeah. For enslaving us now wow. and got beat down, yeah. Yeah. but then the government gave them money like, oh, okay, we know you're going to lose a lot of stuff. So here, <laughs> right, here take right. this money and keep your businesses right. going, and, uh, you know, we're good. All right, a couple more things just real, real quick for me to better understand mm-hmm. this. For me to better understand this, should I go with you to see Gone with the Wind or Black Panther? Uh, Black Panther. Okay, I'll go with you then, baby. <laughs> I love you. I know what I'm I know what you're thinking. Okay. So let's, I just want to fire this off at you real, real quick. And we got about two or three Mm -hmm. minutes here. Just want to fire this off at you, see what you think about this right here. Hey, guys. um, Look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is, uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. 
you know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know, because I am. It's about to be a white boy summer. Now, is that uh, white supremacy talking there? Or what is this stuff? Can you tell from your... Well, what I, I read about it, he was talking John B. married to a sister, and it's, it's about music. So if he oh, wanted really? to say, you know, boys of summer, you know, I yeah. love that song, uh-huh. uh, white boy summer uh-huh. on a musical tip, which I doubt, uh-huh. but uh, that's... That's okay, but my thing is you got white boy summer, white boy fall, white boy winter, <laughs> white boy spring. So I don't know what he's talking about. And if he wanted to kind of on a low-key uh, uh, racist uh, yeah, meaning, right. the hood ain't went nowhere. Bring it. Okay. Come on. Well, here, here, are, some of the ru- here are some of the rules of white boy summer. <laughs> just want to drop a few uh, rules and regs for uh, the white boy summer. Okay, rule number one. Uh, to all my white boys out there, no plaid shirts, okay? I can't be looking like a picnic table out here, boys. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Leave that shit at home. The uh, vineyard vines and, you know, Ralph Lauren or whatever the fuck. Leave that shit at home. Uh, just put on a black tee, a white tee. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Uh, rule number two, no Sperry topsiders. That's not the kind of white boys we're talking about, dog, Okay. Uh, get yourself some Vans, some Jordans. I'm not really a sneakerhead, but, you know, feel it out. Uh, and uh, there'll be more rules coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, No calling girls smoke shows. Do you know what a smoke show is? No. No idea. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Mm-mm. Let me go uh, right here. And that is, uh, to me, next to you, the, the smartest woman that I happen to know, and, uh, and that is Madam Brainiac. What is... A smoke show. According to Wiktionary, smoke show, an extremely physically attractive individual. So, uh, I, smoke show is a, you know, a good-looking chick, I guess, is what he's, he's saying. I guess. Yeah. All right, well. So, he was saying, don't do what? Well, he's saying, you know, don't call girls a smoke show, but then again, uh, how you going to, you know, bring the smoke if you don't light that fire? You know what I'm saying? Right. Come on. And then. get the show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and one last thing one last thing you know, you know you know who that is this white kid here that's that's that's, that's, that's you know that's tom hanks son man imagine how proud papa tom hanks is right now oh lord because he just said some crazy stuff before guess his other kids look at him like damn <laughs> I love that girl right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when they asked uh, when they asked uh, uh, Tom Hanks uh, about you know what he thought of his kid being like that, he just went into Forrest Gump mode and (laughs) shut himself up. Right, (laughs) exactly right. All right, kid. Thanks for jumping on the air here. Uh, it's uh, what do we call it? Oh yes, experience black. One of the great features of Smash Daily. Smart Sister T. I love ya.
because I am at where you is. The Smash Daily Podcast at smashdaily.com. Fisher Lumba, 80 years. Been right there on Shamrock in East Dalton celebrating 80 years this year. The birthday was in, in March. 80 years taking care of people as far as their home projects are concerned, as far as building homes are concerned, everything in between. Taking care of people. Family takes care of family, the Fisher family, generation after generation. So you know what? We're going to get it right for everybody, from the tools all the way to the implements, and then, of course, to the materials. And they got it all over there, five, six blocks long. It's fantastic, really, just to get on in there and see all that they got. But I tell you what else they got. They got expertise. They know this stuff. So if you need some help, not only in the tools that you get for the project you're working on, not only for the materials you get for the project you're working on, but you need a little advice. The expertise is right there. Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Daily it is, as is always, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock, right here on WBGZ. I'll get you ready for the weekend coming up in just a, a moment here. Just a, another quick reminder, you have opportunity to win for yourself a family four-pack of tickets. to Go and see whatever you want to see over there at the new NCG Cinemas. And, of course, if you want to be on top of the game as far as getting your movie tickets is concerned, on a constant basis, you get the NCG app, and you get yourself Boom, right to the movies like that. But we got free tickets for you. Here's the way you win them. Imagine if King Kong, who is proven to be of a male species, and Godzilla, who in Japanese mythology is said to be of a feminine species, if instead of fighting amongst each other, if if, if Kong and Godzilla got married and had a baby, what would that baby look like? What would that baby eat? What would that baby's life be like? And what would that name be? Just the name of the baby. What would you name a baby like that if you're King Kong and Godzilla? All right? So go to smash at wbgzradio.com. Smash at wbgzradio.com in 107.1 because it's 107.1 FM. 107.1, well, I'll make it a little easier on you. 107. Yeah, 107 and point one words, all right? Beautiful. So you can use the point one. A lot of people don't uh, allow the point one because you might be able to, you know, use two-thirds of a word mm-hmm. and really make impact with that. But Give you know how to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So 107.1 words. Let me know what these babies look like, this this King Kong merger with, with Godzilla. Lolo will look them through and then... Monday, 4.45, we come down to the final two, read them on the air, see who winds up winning them. You know, we talk to Carl Sides when we do the Sides line and talk football, NFL football, but a lot of people know Carl from movie 
reviewing. Movie, theater, movie, reviewing. And I don't know what you've been doing over this COVID period, but man, Carl Sides is back to movie reviewing. And he has a site called theflickfanatic.com, F-L-I-C-K, fanatic.com, theflickfanatic.com. And every movie review is on there. And here's the thing about Carl Sides and his movie reviews. He is right on every movie review. How you doing, partner? I'm doing great. Did you call this a merger between Godzilla and King Kong? I called it a, a, a merger. I called it a marriage, to tell you the truth. All right, oh, because, no. Oh, this j- is a slobber knocker. Oh, no, no, no. Just a minute, please. Just a slobber knocker. <laughs> just, just a minute, please. Now, what I'm saying is, is, hypothetically, in your mind, if Godzilla married King Kong, because Godzilla is said to be uh, feminine, and King Kong, of course, is masculine. If they got married and had a kid, what would that kid's name be? And what would that kid look like, live like, and all that kind of stuff? And then somebody wins the uh, family four-pack. So I'm not saying who, and do not tell us who winds up, you know, who wins Godzilla versus Kong. But that's what that whole deal is. So you win Saul, Godzilla versus Kong, and a slobber knocker. Now, slobber knocker. I've seen a lot of wrestling slobber knockers, and they're not necessarily beautiful matches. What was this as far as your slobber knocker definition is? I'm glad you uh, brought in wrestling to it because it is it is staged. The film is staged like a wrestling match. Oh yeah, because you have the initial, you know, go to go to toe to toe with Godzilla attacking Kong, who is you know basically subdued on a, a ship crossing the ocean from yeah. Skull Island. Yeah. So Godzilla, who swims in the ocean, um, had the upper hand and the advantage to uh-huh. start the battle. Uh-huh. But this, this slobber knocker is a three-round epic. Oh, really? Yeah. So first round went to Godzilla, but Kong comes back for his revenge. Right. The film actually centers around humans uh, lurking, you know, searching for a power source that can, you know, run the planet yes. and power up a defense system against Godzilla. Uh-huh. That's the key to this whole thing, and it's called the Hollow Earth theory. Uh-huh. The Earth is actually hollow inside, uh-huh. and there's a, a, a Jurassic Park-like area with dinosaurs, and that's where these titans all came from. They're like uh-huh. little tubes coming up to the surface that uh-huh. they use, and that's how Godzilla gets around the planet, uh-huh. and that's where Kong came from. Uh-huh. So they have, a, they have a long history of battling each other. I see, I see. See, I didn't know all that history because I'm looking to give away this family four-pack for people to go on and see probably, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. And I'm thinking to myself, well, let me ask you, you've seen many monster movies in your day. If Godzilla and Kong got married, what do you think their kid would look like and what would you name him? Bruce Jenner. (laughs) Anything else about the movie, sir? Um, it, 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 you're going to see the, the parallels between uh, Jurassic it. Park and another uh, sci-fi film called Pacific Rim. All right. Um, fine, and fine, fine. and there's a surprise uh, another Titan that makes it makes a, an appearance at the end of the film, which will you know harken you back to those days of the '60s when you got to watch those overdubbed English yes. Tokyo films right. of uh, Godzilla and. Mothra and King Kong. Yes, those are great films. 
Now, let me ask this. Do you see this as possibly the the final film in this Godzilla King Kong battle type of year after year after year thing that they've been doing? As a battle, I think, yeah, this is the final battle between really? the two. Really? But this is far from the final film. Yeah. Cause... Um, when you see the end of the film, you'll know that they they have a whole new canvas now uh-huh. to explore and have more films. This is the best thing Hollywood's done is to re reanimate yes. these older films and and bring them to a new audience and a new uh, new you know a new yeah. you know, class of kids right that are seeing this stuff with great visual special effects because mm-hmm. right Godzilla versus King Kong first came out in 1964 right and now you 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 know no one knows that yeah. so they're just seeing that they're seeing all these films you know that lead up to this big battle. And it doesn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. How's Godzilla look? Because uh, Kong looks ferocious. Godzilla used to look wonky in, in, a, in a weird sort of way because he had weird eyes and everything, you know? Uh, how's Godzilla look as far as monstering is concerned? He, he got a stylist um, got a over the last few years. And uh, <laughs> okay. they got some uh, neon blue pinstriping for his uh, scales. Oh, really? And that laser that comes out of his mouth yeah. is definitely an upgrade. Yeah. So it's not a fire. It's a laser. Yeah, it's like a laser. Huh. Because Kong originally uh, was on Skull Island or whatever island he was on. And then uh, Godzilla was born of nuclear radiation and stuff after World War II, if, if I'm thinking of the original Godzilla-type story. Am I right? You are correct. All right. But th- um, for these movies, everything happens in the hollow earth. In the hollow earth. And it's all explained. You actually get to see Kong's ancestors thrown Kong's in a- hollow earth. Kong's ancestors what? They're throne. They, you know, he is King Kong. He has a throne. So oh. his ancestors, they're the throne in Hollow Earth because ah. they rule Hollow Earth. Ah. So Godzilla's probably pissed because he don't want to get ruled by Kong. Is that what the deal is? I think that's why he vacated. Yeah. I think that's why he came up to the surface and decided to guard Tokyo. Ah. So Godzilla's guarding Tokyo? Yes, he is. It doesn't seem like that, but that's exactly what he's doing. Because we've got a, you know, maniacal billionaire yeah. that thinks he knows what's best for the world, and he's actually dooming it. So Godzilla's got to, yeah. you know, protect the world. Bruce Jenner. That's all I'm remembering from this interview. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Hey, you wanted to know <laughs> what, what would come out of it? I, that's man. the closest I can come to. You are a wonderful man. Theflickfanatic.com. You want to see the real review, the whole review on this deal. Carl's got that. Uh, I imagine you got it up there already, don't you, Carl? Uh, I know it'll be going up today. Ah, beautiful. All right. The Flick, F-L-I-C-K, theflickfanatic.com. If anybody knows uh, movies in this town, like he knows NFL, that's the man right there. Buddy, I appreciate it. Have a nice Easter weekend for yourself, you and and your girl, Tony. Uh, We will, and you and your family do the same. Happy Easter to everybody. All right. Talk to you later, partner. All right, buddy. We need Kong. The world needs him. This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. 
the world needs him to stop what's coming. And this child, she's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Khan did the same. <laughs> These are dangerous times. Godzilla is out there and he's hurting people, and we don't know why. Provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. The myths are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a war. And they're the last ones standing. I can't wait to for greatness because I'm built from it. Who bows to who? Nobody gonna stop a man. Kong bows to no one. One last time, smash at WBGZradio.com. Let me know, if Kong and Godzilla got married and had a baby, what would that baby look like? Tell me about that baby in 107.1 words or less, and what would the name of that baby be? Winning email gets a family four-pack to go on to the brand-new NC. G theaters and you can uh, cinemas and you can go see Godzilla versus Kong and a number of the great movies because these tickets are good for a whole year smash at wbgzradio.com listen to the smash Shelly podcast anywhere 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 google apple spotify and the new home at amazon music smashdaily.com i'll tell you what a lot of people are doing some house hunting now cuz the weather is changing and nice days like this Make you think, you know what? It might be time for, for me to move. We got more kids getting ready to come into the family, whether it be birthing or whether it be your kids are coming back from college and they're coming to live with you and maybe they're bringing a partner or two with them. Hey, you need a bigger house. Maybe everybody's gone and maybe you just need to downsize things. And there's houses like that for you. And all these houses are available to you at a mortgage rate that is so astoundingly low that you can get a house you never thought you could get before. That can all be arranged for you through Matt Horn over there at Landmark Realty. Right there on Godfrey Road, Landmark Realty. GodfreyLandmark.com. They know the river bend, all right? Start with GodfreyLandmark.com. Check all the houses that are available. Then give them a call. Say, hey, man, I'd like to, you know, Take a look at this house. I like to take a look at this house. Oh, by the way, I'm thinking about selling my house. Hey, you know you got a list with the leader. Landmark Realty. GodfreyLandmark.com. Smash daily. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. I'm just looking at today. A beautiful day. It's Easter weekend. 
Good Friday right now. I'll never forget uh, my first Jesus song that I ever heard was this one right here. Jesus loves me. That's what you got, really. Yeah. Well, turn it off and I'll sing it. Jesus loves me, yes I know, cause the Bible tells me so. And then you got this version of it when you got older and became an adult. Whitney Houston just beautiful on it. Jesus loves me. This I know. singer right there, Whitney Houston. That's the first Jesus song I ever learned when I was a little kid. Uh, back then, uh, schools used to, I don't want to say force you, but they used to make you do a thing called weekday religious education. Right. And you would go, we haven't have a school, a church, right across the street from the school. So we'd walk across the street and go into the church and we'd get Bible studies and everything. A part of our weekday religious education. That's the first time I heard that song. That was a song that uh, indeed... Got me to understand Jesus loves me. You say, well, well, yeah, Jesus loves everybody, man. Well, Jesus died for me. Yeah, that's Good Friday. Well, Jesus got resurrected for me. Yeah, that's Easter. But it's not called Easter anymore. This is the first time I heard this. It's called Resurrection Day now. Oh, is it? And maybe it's called Resurrection Day because the Lord is uh, resurrected, of course. Mm -hmm. But maybe Easter don't mean nothing. Easter is played off as the, you know... The little Peter, bunnies Peter and, and uh, you know yeah. the peeps and eating yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's called a re- what it was Resurrection Day, the day the Lord was uh, resurrected. So happy Resurrection Day uh, coming over here. That's my buddy Gary Mayer who who sent that to me. And so I thought to myself, let me close this out. Normally I close out with Weekend to get you into the weekend with uh, the band Wet Willie. But I thought I'm gonna play a different one because this is Easter weekend. This is Resurrection Day. Weekend, And with that in mind, I certainly hope you have yourself a magnificent Resurrection Day weekend. Smash with you right there. Lolo right there. This is one of the great ones. Hezekiah Walker. And this is a big, big street mashup they did on this. Here we go. Have yourself a great weekend. Here we go. This who I got.
hallelujah is due our God. Come on, say every praise. Say every praise is due our God. Y'all know how we do it. Take it up. Every praise is due our God. Every word of worship is one of God. 